The text said, call for our attention this Lord's Day, are both our gospel reading, the account of Jesus' baptism, where we hear the voice from heaven say, you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased, and also our Old Testament reading for today from Isaiah chapter 43, where God says, fear not, for I have redeemed you, I have called you by name, you are mine. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. There are, as far as I know, only two ways that this state will recognize you as someone's child. The first, of course, is that you are literally, biologically, someone's child. Your mother and father conceived you. Your mother carried you for month after month. Then your mother gave birth to you. You are their child by nature, right down to your genetic makeup. But there is that other way in which one can be legally recognized as someone's child, and that is through adoption. This process, as anyone who has ever been through it will tell you, often ends up a lot more complex, it seems, than the other way of becoming a person's child. But assuming that all of the legal loopholes are jumped through and all of the proper paperwork is filled out, the judge will, in the end, declare that one who is not by nature a child of another individual is now their child legally. In our Gospel reading for today, we have an account that speaks about one who is a child of another solely based on nature. Jesus steps into the Jordan River, where John is baptizing many people. And after he had been baptized and was praying, we are told that the heavens opened up and that the Spirit descended on him in a bodily form like a dove. And then a voice came from heaven and said, You are my beloved Son. With you, I am well pleased. And in this account, Jesus is not being chosen as God's son, for he has always been God's son. Now, in this account, God is revealing that which is, rather than making something to be something that was not something. Yes, he is the eternally begotten son of God, this Jesus who we find in the river Jordan. The scriptures and the creeds all confess it, He was with God in the beginning. He has been and always will be the Son of God by his very nature. But of course, I suppose that truth was not very evident to most people that simply might have walked by Jesus as he was a child or a young man. It's not as if Jesus walked around with a constant glow surrounding his flesh. It's not as if even as, say, an eight-year-old boy that he spoke with an unusually low and boisterous voice that seemed to usher forth from the heavens. Well, I suppose as most, to most people, he simply appeared to be a child who had parents named Joseph and Mary. And so today at his baptism, we see as God begins to reveal something that can only be known about Jesus primarily when Jesus or excuse me, when God the Father reveals it to someone. 
Our other readings for today, though, speak about the other way of becoming one's child. Our Old Testament reading speaks about how God chose the Old Testament people of Israel as his sons and daughters. And then our epistle reading talks about how God claims sons and daughters in our day and age through the sacrament of holy baptism. But to be clear, in both cases, it is a case of adoption. You see, when God chose Israel, he wasn't saying that Israel had somehow just always been his child, and he was now revealing that to be the case. No, instead, he was choosing them. He was choosing those 12 sons of Jacob and their descendants as his children. He was adopting them. Likewise, in holy baptism, God is not simply revealing something that has always been. When he calls us his own, he's not saying that we were always his sons and daughters, and that now he's just telling everyone else. Instead, what he's saying is quite the opposite in that case. He's saying that we were fatherless and motherless in terms of spiritual care, that we had no one to provide for us in that way. He is saying that he saw our lost condition and that he has now claimed us as his own. He has adopted us. Yes, he has made us his sons and daughters. He has chosen to provide for us everything that we would need in terms of life and salvation. Now, no doubt, there are miracles happening in our gospel reading. The miracle that God's Son was now in human flesh. The miracle that he was there in the Jordan River like all other flesh in that area seemed to be doing. But the miracle is not just that he is the Son of God, for that had always existed. The miracle is what the Son of God is actually doing. But the fact that you and I are called sons and daughters of God, now that is a miracle in and of itself. For there was nothing about us that should cause God to want to choose us. It's not that we were the most adorable orphans who just showed great potential. No, it was simply that he loved us and that he couldn't see us go on any longer without proper guidance and care. To go back for a moment to the human realm, to be a parent of a biological child is something that sort of just is in one way. <laughs> the child is born and you are a parent. And while certainly many people struggle in their role as parents, none would doubt the fact that they have a responsibility to their child by the simple fact that that person is their child. And so in one sense, to take care of a son or daughter by nature, while being a good and holy and important thing, is not something most people would describe as an extraordinary good. It's just what should happen between a parent and child when things are well. However, when two people decide that they will adopt a child or children that are not their own, well, then that is kind of a whole different ballgame, isn't it? There, we should be taken aback that there is someone who would take on such a grand responsibility for another person when they have no legal obligation otherwise to do so. We should be in awe that they simply choose someone 
and they treat them as family. In the best situations of adoptions, the parents will often note that they really don't view their adopted children any differently than they view their own biological children if they have them. They treat them with the same care and concern and give them the same guidance. They pray for them with the same sincerity. They speak about them simply as their child, without any equivocation. So it is with our God when it comes to us. Do you understand that God looks at you no different than he looks at his very own son, Jesus? That he has the very same love and care and affection for you that he does for him? Do you know that's so true that he calls you a co-heir with Christ of all of the heavenly riches? Oh, of course, God knows the difference between his eternally begotten son and between you. But the love that he has for you is so great that he treats you just as if you were also his son or daughter forever. In fact, in one odd way, we might say that God has even shown you and I more care than he has shown his own son. In this sense, at least, he gave up his son to die in order that you might live. He gave up his own son to go and to suffer the brutality of earth in order that you might one day live as his child in a new heaven and a new earth. Yes, God loves you greatly. And that's why he says these things of you in our scripture readings for today. Listen again to what he says of you. He says, I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and to the waters they shall not overwhelm you. He says of you, you have been buried with my son in death, in order that you might be raised up by my glory to live again and to walk now in newness of life. He says to you, who were nothing but dead as sin, that now... You should no longer consider yourselves dead to sin, because you should consider yourselves alive to Christ Jesus. Are you taken back by the love of your adopted father? Are you astounded to think that he actually chose you, even though he had no obligation to do so? Does your heart melt, knowing that he did absolutely everything necessary in order that you might be his child today and remain so forevermore. Well, it should. It should indeed. And yet, I suppose if we are honest at times, we must admit that we take our status as the children of God for granted. And I suppose in this way, we're probably a lot like adopted children in the real world also. At least when the adoption goes well and that person simply becomes integrated into the family in a very normal type way. I suppose in those cases, at some point, everything can just seem so natural. It can seem like everything that that person has is something that they've always had. That person can forget the desires that existed the tears that flowed and the expense that it took to ensure that they could have that life that they have right there in that moment. We too can be this way with God. For most of us, 
We've been adopted children of God for a very long time. We almost can't imagine any sort of other life. We think it's pretty normal that when we confess our sins, we have a Father who forgives us every time. We think it's rather normal that we get invited week after week to come to a table where the eternal Son of God comes to us in his body and blood to give us forgiveness, life, and salvation. At times we can almost find it unremarkable that, yeah, yeah, God has promised that someday we will get to go and live with him in a new heaven and a new earth forever. But when we do that, we have become spoiled brats rather than humble, adopted children of God. For there are only two ways that one can be a child of God. The first is that you simply are a child of God by nature. Jesus was, and he still is. But that category, that's as far as that one goes. Jesus is the only one who can fit into that. And so the other way to become a child of God is when God does something that he has no obligation to do. It is what happens when he, because of his desire for you to be saved, and because of the tears that have flowed down his face because of your lost condition, decides to pay the cost to do what is necessary in order that you might be adopted as his child. That, that's exactly what he has done. He takes you, who were bound so tightly together with sin that you might as well have been in in handcuffs to it, and he says you are free. He takes you, who had only death in yourself, and tells you that because you're connected to his son's death and resurrection, you now have new life. He takes you, who in and of yourself had no real hope that anything good would come after your death other than the decay of your body, And he gives you instead a great hope that you will live with God and his people forever. He promises that you are his. He promises that when you go through difficult and dangerous times that he will be with you. He assures you that you are precious to him. So precious that he would do anything necessary to keep you safe and to keep you with him. Even if it meant giving up his own son by nature, Jesus Christ. So don't leave here today as a spoiled brat of God, thinking that everything you have is just something that you deserve. Instead, leave here today again, humbled by the truth that you're an adopted child of God who understands that God did something for you that he needed not to. And that if he had not done that, if he had not chosen you, well, your life would be wholly different and not in any good way. Leave here today knowing simply this. You are his, and to be his is awesome. Amen.